We are chained, chained to our beliefs, beliefs that create our very world and everything in it. But we are not chained by our beliefs. What we genuinely believe and who we seem to be as well as the world we see are inseparable and they are changeable, very changeable. But how did certain beliefs get in there and start making the rules while other beliefs didn't? And what exactly is in there? What is accumulated now and is pulling the levers and turning the gears that create your world? Because whether pleasant or painful, your thoughts and beliefs build your metaphorical house. They manifest the you who appears to be, as well as everything you encounter. So if it's changeable, what is the key to consciously directing and selecting what we want to come forth? In our current state of awareness, most of us are still basically blind, still asleep, and sometimes what has become for some of us a nightmare, but a nightmare of our own creation. We sleep without realizing that we are sleeping until one day we suddenly begin to awaken as you're doing now. But waking up can be confusing, a little dislocating, even scary, because we begin to notice things we hadn't noticed before. What we once accepted without question now seems out of the question. So we have to step out of line and watch helplessly as our friends and family continue to march robotically past, still caught up in the dream. Or if they do notice you've stepped out of line, others may fear you not going with the flow and react defensively. But even so, we can't deny what we are now seeing, and though we may try for a time to make sense of it, eventually we find it just doesn't give in to logic. Still, many of us spend years or even lifetimes searching for rational reasons to support what they have awakened to. But it is only after we finally abandon that fruitless search do we begin a different line of questioning. And like in Plato's cave, we begin to go, wait a minute, what is actually real here and what is shadow? Could it actually be the opposite of what we once thought? And you finally realize there's only one way to truly know, by direct experience as you give yourself to it. You go there and see for yourself. And once there, you begin to understand that you can build the rooms you want to see in your house, replacing lack with plenty and starkness with beauty and harmony. Each of us can do this, I'm sure of it, because the real secret, if there is one, is that we are already doing it right now. That may surprise many and anger some, but it's true. So take a good look at what you have in your world, because every last thing, person, condition, belief, or experience you can detect was put there by you. And if it wasn't placed there directly by your own doing, you folded and gave permission for it to be there. You allowed someone else to plant in your garden, which is the same thing. So in short, everything is there by your consent. But the good news is, if we genuinely remove our consent, it must go. It has no choice. It is our creation. As above, so below. But how did it all happen? These things became the gears of your world when you combined your thoughts with belief. Because your thoughts are extremely potent. 
Each thought carries unlimited potential. They are seminal. They are a spiritual expression of the maleness within each of us. And we aren't talking about gender here, but that is indeed another worthwhile video for another day. Your thoughts are like seeds. You can scatter seeds across your table, but nothing is likely to happen because usually seeds need moisture and an appropriate temperature to begin to unfurl. And your thoughts are like this too. You can transiently think this or that and nothing is likely to come of it. But, listen to me carefully here, if you consistently attach desire and love to the thought or fear, it will indeed begin to unfurl. It will begin to be. But will it continue to be? Maybe. After a seed begins to germinate, it needs something to grow in. It needs soil and usually sunshine as well as the continuation of moisture. And for your thoughts to continue to grow, they need the stability of your belief, your conviction that it will be, that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You need to provide the light of knowing that this will come to pass in its appropriate season as well as the continuation of love and desire. If you do these things, it cannot help but come into being. Now, like any good farmer, before you plant your seed, it's prudent to note what's already growing there because what is already established in your soil can easily choke out the new seeds. Look carefully at what is there and ask yourself, why is this here? Listen carefully for your reply and it will come because you already know the reason and this reason will help you in pulling it out by its roots so it will not return. For example, if you want to grow the plant of sufficiency in your life but you planted and tended the seed of lack or scarcity years ago and watered it with your fear and gave it roots in your belief, it will compete and choke out your new seeds of sufficiency. So clear out what will compete with what you want to grow. But it's as easy as that. Yes, you'll get better and better at it the more you do it, but you can start right away and quickly find yourself completely amazed. I would love for each and every one of you to begin to try this today. Just look around in your life and select one small thing that won't have a disastrous result one way or the other. It can be anything, but make it something that's small. And also, make it something that hasn't been with you for a long time, because these are more difficult to uproot. Ask yourself, why is it there? Because sometimes the reply in itself is enough to make it vanish into thin air when you see how silly and flimsy its reason for existence was. Simply the light of day, the light of realization, can sometimes just evaporate it. I've had it happen. Other times, you must deliberately acknowledge that you are now withdrawing any consent and support for it and replace that thought with a new and more appropriate one. Water it with desire and love and when to your delight it begins to unfurl, and it will, be certain you have plenty of room in your convictions and your belief so it may grow. But speaking of belief, please don't believe me. Don't you dare believe me. Intuitive knowing or direct experience is the only real proof. And both of these lay waiting at your fingertips. 
It would make me happy beyond words, beyond thought, if each of you watching this video would just stop and pick out that one thing and resolve to follow these steps and modify a corner of your world. You will be amazed and delighted and your world will never be the same. Just start small so you can see the results quickly and not lose focus and become disillusioned before you see the fruit. Now relearning to do this will raise more questions, I know, but we will joyfully answer those questions along the way. The important thing is that you start today, but don't believe me, don't. Just wake up you sleepy creator you and take a look at what you have created and see. Is it good? If not, change it. In the Coptic version of the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus says, Let him who seeks continue seeking until he finds, and when he finds, he will become troubled. And when he becomes troubled, he will be astonished, and he will rule over the all. When one rises, we all rise. So rise. Do this. Try it for yourself because when you do, you will be astonished.